Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 75 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. Got a special guest host this week. Uh, we got Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF, subbing in for my main man, Bill, at Super Duper Flex. He's feeling a little under the weather, so uh, shout out to Bill. Feel better, man, but we got, we got a more than uh, – than capable of replacement in Andrew. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'll try to be snarky like Bill and, you know, give you some really grumpy takes here and there. You know, people won't even notice. That, see, that's all we need. We need a high level of grump and then we'll, we'll just, it'll be seamless. Nobody will even know. <laughs> and on top of a special guest host, we have just a special guest. We got Ben Eby at the Ben Eby. Ben, man, how you doing? Man, I'm so good. I'm excited to be on here. As I was telling you pre-show, it's my first show that I'm a guest on where I got, I can like believe in my internet. You know, something could happen, but like seven megabits per second. Now, thank you, Elon Musk. Thank you, Starlink. Thank you, <laughs> Tesla. Thank you, Mars Trip. Whatever it is, I got to shout all of them out. I feel like I'm getting sponsored because I can come on here and chat with you guys and, and not really worry about it. So I'm this is the most stress-free I've been on the show, so I'm feeling it. And I'm not going to lie. If, if any of those, if Elon, Tesla, Starlink, <laughs> anyone wants to sponsor us, Let's get it. we're open. Hit the email. <laughs> you already know what it is. I don't have to tell you because you're Elon Musk. You'll find it. DM's and, open. Uh, and we'll be more than happy. But, uh, but you know, our, Ben knows powerful people, gets himself the, the real good internet, <laughs> and uh, and we're going we're gonna to fly through this episode. So... <laughs> We're we're gonna start with the news. A couple of a uh, couple little small signings, and then we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with something very interesting that just uh, popped off on Twitter today. But uh, first of all, as we all knew, Gio Bernard got cut by the Bengals, and then immediately was signed by the Bucks. It seemed like uh, this was something that Tom Brady wanted. He you know, he must like Gio. He must have just seen him around and said. I like what he does, get him over here, and they got him over here. So I, I just want a quick, like, what do you guys think? Because now it's like, what that backfield is, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn last week, Bruce Arians was like, oh, he's gonna get, he's gonna get more. He's gonna get an expanded role. We still have Leonard Fournette. We still have Rojo. Now we have Geo. Oh no. I mean, just so so. Uh, ben, since you're the guest, we'll start with you. But how do you feel about Geo, man? What, what? 
Yeah, I left Geo in the dust like four or five years ago, you know, to, to keep it real. Uh, Geo is a great football player, a great player to have on a winning team. And I think he really fits into that Bucks, you know, system that they got going on. I think he'll, he'll, you know, he'll come in, he'll do what's asked. He's, you know, he, he has a great skill set receiving out of the backfield. If he needs to step in and, and take the ball between the tackles, he can do that. Now, from a fantasy aspect, this doesn't make any difference to me unless, you know, you are still a Keyshawn Vaughn truther and you were like, it's going to be sometime soon. Like, if if the signs didn't hit you yet, then that should smack you in the mouth right now. Like, it's over. It's a wrap. Keyshawn is like, he's done, man. Like, he is just going to be a dude. And so move on. Go after someone else. There's plenty of other people probably on your waiver wire. You know, if you could trade them for a fourth, a fifth, if you're doing fifth round rookie picks, I'll take it. I'll just get out, sell it, whatever. It, you know, you're probably gonna have to just drop them. But Geo is not gonna do anything fantasy wise, so it's nothing. I, I like Seahawks. My Seahawks were trying to pick up Geo too. Like there was rumors they were out reaching out to him. So you know, I think he's just a great football player. He's not someone that's gonna be fantasy relevant. Maybe a game if like four people in front of him get hurt or something. But uh, outside of that, it's it's not big news to me. It just makes sense for a team coming off a of Super Bowl. You know, it's a affordable signing. And, you know, uh, I think Tom Brady probably said, yeah, because there's a lot of similarities with him and a James White type player with White going back to New England. And there you have it. Gio's the dude. All right, Andrew, what about you? You you have any more faith in Gio than Ben does? I'm, apparently, because it sounds like Ben has zero faith in Gio. I've got one <laughs> faith in Gio, right? I've got a little. I think Gio is the kind of guy in fantasy is a perfect roster clogger. But at the same time, he ends up in your flex once a year. Right. He's one of those guys that when you're in bye week hell and you've got injuries to your line, you're like, you know what? I'll throw Jew in there. He might catch four passes for 50 yards. It's better than nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what you're going to get with that guy. I also think last year with the way Mixon got hurt, Gio actually had some value. So there are a lot of people, I'm sure, that have him. I mean, he's rostered, right? He's not going to be on waivers. So especially in dynasty leagues that go 25, 30, 35 people deep. I mean, Gio's on a team somewhere. Um, I think this probably helps his value in a sort of little way where if you had geo and he gets a cut and then signs immediately like you said to the bucks i mean you're not trading him you're gonna hold you're gonna see what you got like you might as well but i don't think he's a target he's not somebody i'm going out to get right to kind of hit ben's point like he's just a dude i got plenty of those guys already on my roster and it's unlo- it's unlikely that i'm going to be able to trade one of my just a dudes for that just a dude on someone i mean it's a, it's a nothing trade but there is something i wanted to hit on here ben you hit you hit on the nail on the head there i Keyshawn Vaughn was never a thing to me. I never really dug the hype. You're a little bit deeper into the Debbie class. What were your thoughts when Keyshawn came out? Like, were you high on him? Were you low on him? I mean, are we, is this a change, I guess, or is this what you expected through his entire time here? So as a former, uh, you know, former and current coach, I think for me, I put a lot into the mental side of the game. And I think there was a lot of red flags for Vaughn coming out, work ethic issues. Um, and, And there's a lot of, let me put this out there. There's a lot of, bullshit out there when it comes to saying work ethic issues but if you actually dug in on Keyshawn Vaughn there was a track record of some issues and you could actually see him on the field so one thing that I really look for as a you know I'm not a certified scout I'm a guy that looks for ballers and I'm a guy that's not an analytics dude so I'm like if this guy can ball he can ball if this guy can ball now I'm gonna see how do his teammates respond to him and you saw a lot of like I don't know, like Vaughn kind of looked blown off in a lot of times and he was productive in a lot of games in college, but uh, he also got blown off a lot by his teammates, just body language wise. So 
to me, like that's a red flag out of the gates for whatever reason, unless a dude is just like so far ahead of everybody, everybody talent wise, but he's a little bit older, all that stuff. So I, I was a big, you know, Ronald Jones fan as well. I felt like he was eventually going to, you know, at least have some sort of relevance. I didn't know if it was going to be to the point it actually hit. That was great. But um, yeah, so Vaughn, no, he was not somebody that was ever really high on my list, you know, bouncing around colleges having some of the work ethic issues, seeing how his teammates responded to him. Then right out of the gates, he was like in the doghouse because there was a rumor. And this is actually from one of my friends who was a scout who said he got caught by Bruce Arians for lying that he had already read the playbook and they mm. called him out and he didn't know. So I heard that like right around draft time. And I was like, like there was no <laughs> chance for me. I was cool. Like you could have had him fall to 302 for me and I was not touching that. Like I'm good. Well, we all no. saw the the hype though. Everybody was hyping him yeah, up. Yeah, he was going back the first round gonna, at one point. That was before was Fournette signed too, right? So it was yeah. it was Rojo was the guy. They drafted Vaughn, and everybody's like, "Well, that's the team telling us who their guy is." They drafted Vaughn; he's going to be the guy. And so, right around that rookie draft season, everybody was blowing up, saying they wanted to get Vaughn. He was going. I think he went in the first round of one of my one quarterback leagues. He did. Where it was like just like just the first round of a lot yeah, of everybody like one hundred seven or something crazy. I was like, "No, I don't want that." <laughs> that's wild. So I was like, "Yeah, well, it's a home league, you know." Never know, sure, but I'm just yeah, saying like, yeah. it was one of those things. Everybody thought he was going to be the guy, and I I never really had that faith, and especially with Arians. But to kind of go back on this for a second, with now Geo joining, that's four running backs, right? You've got Fournette, Rojo, Geo, and Vaughn. I'm guessing that's yeah. the order. But does that mean all of them are kind of off limits for fantasy? I mean, I don't know if I want any of those backs, to be honest. They're all going to be just a guys in a sense. Is one of them going to step up? I guess we'll have to see, but I don't know. Just kind I of don't. a mess now. Yeah, for me, I think if I had like Ronald, I'm I still believe in Ronald Jones. He's a little bit younger. Um, I like I think if you have Fournette, you can't really move him. Like you're yep. probably not gonna get any, you might get a third. You're probably not getting a if you got a second, I'll be out quick, like no problem. But that's yeah. probably not happening. Uh Ronald not, not Jones. Now. No. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to trade Ronald Jones for a second. I feel like if you could somehow have Ronald Jones as like your fourth or fifth running back somewhere in that area on a deep on a deep roster, like I would feel great about that because he is the type that I think could eventually, you know, if he's getting like 60, 65% of the carries consistently, plus some of the receptions, that's a dude that I, I still love his talent, man. And I think he's shown us last off season, what he was willing to do work wise. He put on some weight. He looked like way more cut. You saw some, some tapes of, of his workouts and they look, not like some of these like ponied up workouts that you see where someone just throws it on there. It's cool music and they're just lifting. No, like Ronald Jones was going through it. And uh, I really like that. And I saw, you know, some tweets from his, his trainer and stuff. So I like Ronald still probably more than most, more than consensus. But I would want him ideally probably as my fourth running back. If I if he's my third, I'm probably pretty nervous. Uh, if he's my second, I'm out. I'm rebuilding. Um, you know, yeah. we'll go from there. I, I just want to say, I, I thought, I honestly put this on there and I was like, oh, we'll talk about Geo for like a minute. And we put, we put like six and a half good minutes on Geo. And then I give you respect because you subtweeted all the people that were talking about Justin Fields' worth, work ethic. And I yeah. love it because yeah. a couple of weeks ago we had, uh, we had J Mike and uh, Gabe from the open bar. Yeah. And J Mike and I almost, almost lost our minds live yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. When, because that was right when it came out, when sources were saying that you know the work ethic, and I said, I saw that dude lose. I didn't <laughs> break a rib. I think he lost the rib. Yeah, 
and went back in the game. And yeah. fl- he didn't go back in the game. He flamed. Yeah. Right. Clemson. I mean, it wasn't like oh, bro. Man, he's, he's whole new respect. I love Fields, but after that, like the that whole mental side I was speaking about earlier. Yeah, I'm like that's, that's my it. dude. Like I'm praying that he does not go the 49ers because I'm a Seahawks fan, and I'm like I do not want to <laughs> see this dude that's gonna come in and he's gonna have like I'm a huge DK guy. Like if you follow yeah. me on Twitter, y'all know I'm a huge DK yep. guy. And don't get me started on people trying to talk trash this offseason again. Like come on, man. <laughs> but but like I feel like Fields gonna come in even if he just falls to three. I feel like Fields is gonna come in and be like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like mm-hmm. in his mind, he's better than Trevor Lawrence. He's like, of course, this was the dude I was competing with coming out of high school. Like yeah. we were the top dog, like two of the top rated quarter. People want to keep saying Trevor Lawrence. Like I've said it. Trevor Lawrence is one of the greatest like prospects to come out. Right. There's a ton of tools. I think keep overlooking his legs as well. Dude can mm-hmm. run. He's yes. an athlete, yes. but feels is right there, man. And if you didn't get it from that game, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, and then if you talk about putting him with someone like Shanahan, get out of town. I'm scared. Like, I'm a little worried, man. Like, I'm cool that we got Russ. We're keeping Russ. He ain't going to Chicago and all that funny business. But, like, <laughs> I don't want to see Fields. We already got Kyler Murray we're dealing with. Now you're going to send old Stafford who feel like he got a chip on his shoulder <laughs> and McVay can coach too. Like, that's kind of a – it's going to be a dogfight. So, you know, I think Fields makes that team a hell of a lot better uh. if he somehow ends up in the 49ers. And I think the Jets are crazy. And and Zach Wilson is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on Zach Wilson. But for me, it's, it's been no question the whole time. Like, Fields is that dude over Wilson. Like, no Listen, question. I'm, I'm, I I'm agree. Gonna, I'm going to keep yeah. saying it. And people are going to laugh at me just like they laughed at me last year when I said uh, Justin Herbert should have been your 103 in Superflex. Zach Wilson is QB4 in this class. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. saying it until people Behind start Trey listening. too. Yo, Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. Trey I like Lance it. Is, the ceiling, man. That's an the, elite the secret ceiling. statement right there. That's it. I can I can dig it. That is See, an elite secret statement. Like, if you want to look in the first three months of the season, cool. But if you look in career, I don't hate it at all. At and, all. And it doesn't I, matter I, where Lance lands, though. I'm worried that if he lands somewhere like uh, somewhere like just where there's no development, where like an Adam Gase offense, like the Jets, obviously they're rebuilding. Like, if he goes somewhere where he can't really get his footing, I'm worried that the ceiling will be reachable, right? So, like, yes, he's That's got a fair. high ceiling, but if he's going to stumble out of the gate and lose his confidence and then they That's draft fair. another quarterback next year, like, the ceiling doesn't matter if he can't get up from the ground, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I agree with you, Josh. I think Lance is right there with me with Wilson, and I've kind of flip-flopped on them all over this offseason. And, I mean, Fields and, and Lawrence are a tier of their own, but those two are right there, and kind of depending on the day. But I think I, I'm with you that Lance has a terrific ceiling, but I just it makes me nervous when someone who's that – developmental i guess if he gets in the wrong spot yeah where like a coach is on his last year and they just don't care and you know hell it goes to chicago and he's ruined you know what i mean like something like that where it's just like oh damn he's such potential that's what makes me nervous we'll We'll know in a month but now we don't know (laughs) we will know in a month and and the draft is a crazy thing because for as much as we look into and we look at guys and we look at teams and we look at mocks and we listen to scouts and all these guys every year i mean last year it was cd lamb like 17 yep. to Dallas, nobody mocked that. I mean, and there's, there's, it's not just that move, but there's a, a, you know, 10 of those moves in every draft where you're like, I didn't expect this to happen here. But if, if love, we kind of, right? Like, it, Jesus, are you kidding me? Like Jordan, nobody saw right, that. I don't even right. think Jordan Love knew that was coming. Like, that was a crazy pick. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to happen this year, too. Something nuts is going to happen. Yeah. But I if, can't we, wait. if we look at Trey Lance and we can go crazy on both sides of the spectrum, 
Say he gets taken at two. We'll go Ooh. crazy good on that side first. Mm. I, I think bringing in the Shanahan offense, which is what they've done in New York with the Jets. That's the plan, I, yeah. I think that's I think that's a good thing. I mean, I don't think he's starting day one, but I don't think no matter where he goes, barring an injury, he's starting day one. So he's going to sit, and I think th- what they're going to do there is, you know, they're going to build him up. Salah and those guys, they seem like they're smart. They seem like they know what they're doing, but it's the Jets. You always have to have that fear. But if he goes four to Atlanta and he has a couple years in that Arthur Smith offense, which I think Arthur Smith is actually a good offense. He's a good offensive mind. I don't know what he's going to be as a head coach, but I think he's a good offensive mind. He looked at what he had. He said, uh, King Henry, you got to run it a ton, but we're going to make Ryan Tannehill super efficient. We're going to keep him kind of in his lane, in his zone. We're not going to make him try to be the center of the, of the offense. And we've seen, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tennessee is not an offense that you brag about, but Tennessee is an offense that wins and they, they get there and traits wise, Ryan Tannehill and Trey Lance are, are not the same guy. Trey Lance has a, a lot of, he can reach elite level on a lot of his traits, you know, but what if he go, let, let's say he goes lower. Let's say he goes to Detroit at seven. Well, Anth- I mean, we can say what we want about Anthony Lynn as a head coach, but Anthony Lynn as an offensive mind. I mean, we saw what happened with Justin Herbert, which people, people weren't really high on even during the draft process. They were kind of like, uh, even Joe Burrow, one. Yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow yeah. is elite. Two was elite. Justin Herbert, he's good. He's got some traits, but, you know, nobody was like, and Justin Herbert's elite too. And then we see what happens in the Anthony Lynn offense, and it's like, oh, Justin Herbert is pretty damn good. So if we can kind of put Trey Lance and see what an offensive mind like Anthony Lynn has to do, I think, I think yes, he could land in a bad spot, but I almost think a bad spot is going to have to trade up to get him. So, you know, that well, I'm with that's you. And why, I guess if they're drafting early, they're a bad team, but you would see a lot. Again, there are just so many different what ifs. And I, I wasn't, right. again, I wasn't negating the idea. He does have a terrific season. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I do really like him, especially in fantasy, because I think he's got that kind of potential. But I just, anytime you're up, you know, two weeks before the draft, that's all speculation, right? And it, let's say he goes to Dallas. That's not a good spot. Right? <laughs> Dak's going to be there. Right. So like, well, that shit, you know, you know what I mean? Though, Like there are some of those spots like Cincinnati in the second, like, what are you doing? Like we've seen teams do dumb stuff, right? Those are bad spots. And I don't think it's likely, but geez. Listen, we talk about Dallas, but guess what? The giants are right after that. The giants have been known to just do some crazy stuff. They, they don't follow mocks and and big boards and all that stuff. Nope. And then after that is Philly. And as much as people are saying, you know, Philly's not going to take quarterback. They've committed to, to Lance is there at 12, but if Trey Lance is there at 12, (laughs) Philly needs to have that real conversation and say, all right, this is not a guy we thought was going to be there. Is this a guy without hurts? Even without Hertz, is that a good spot for a quarterback right now? You know what I mean? Like, there's some question marks on that offense in general. Right? So, that, again, I, we've, we've, gone, we've gone down mark. a good rabbit hole, but I'm just saying, like in general, I do like Lance, but I just, I just want to see where he lands. I hate to say that because it's kind of a cop out, but I think him more than anyone else, it is, it is very landing spot dependent. He could be QB two in the right landing spot and QB seven in the wrong one. You know what I mean? So 
What do you guys think? What do you like? And this is where I personally think he's going to go up, whether they might trade up a little bit for it. I, I just could see it. Or if he falls, New England, go yes. behind Cam for a yes. year. I just feel like I think like coach Bill Belichick was like, let me bring in Cam, see if I can like spark some of that old flame. Didn't happen. He really had no he he was screwed. He had no playmakers yeah. around him, man. Like right. he had like the, the skeletons of playmakers around him. But <laughs> You bring in Trey Lance, and obviously we've seen what they do. Like they didn't get go out and get a bunch of studs, but like they got some reliable dudes that are going to be healthy. So I think they'll be better than last year as far as playmaking. I'm not excited by any means, but it feels like a setup where they're coming in and they can just go and get a dude like Trey Lance, like sneak in, yeah, and, and come in and, and and steal him for next year and, and just yep. sit him for a year behind Cam Cam. Cam has some amazing leadership qualities to him. Mm -hmm. He's an ultimate competitor. He's a pro's pro now. He's been through the goods, the bads, all of it. So imagine those like that relationship that could be there for a Trey Lance that's coming from a smaller college, um, you know, and, and it could be big. So that's where I think sure. I, I don't like the Patriots and I don't want to see it happen. <laughs> but like it feels like, a, a you know, hey, Bill's like, let me find my dude. You know, he might not be a typical Bill Belichick dude, but I think that's what Bill wants to. He doesn't want the next Tom Brady. He wants to show Tom Brady, he, hey, I can win without you and, and with a totally different style. Well, and, and I'll end on this. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the the last mock draft that Mel Kuyper put out, but he actually had the Patriots trading up to 10 with Dallas to grab Fields, who was somehow still on the board. So yeah, that ain't happening. He's drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, a agree, bad I agree with you on that, but maybe, but, yeah. that, but maybe that trade works out. Trey, but Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, I, so, that's what I think. That's totally in the realm right there for me. I Because th I think, you know, depending on how things go, I think Dallas being a fan and kind of reading and following beat writers, they have a big four and all of those guys can be gone. Um, it's uh, Sewell, Slater, uh, Sertain, and Pitts. And at ten, they could get they could get you know wiped out. And then if New England comes calling, Trey Lance is still sitting there at ten. They go, yeah, we'll back down to fifteen and maybe get a, a JC Horn work on our defense a little yeah. bit at fifteen. Pick up whatever you know they pick up and, and move on. So it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see a, a lot of you know a lot of good discussion. We'll we'll go quicker on this next one. We'll just you could tell you could tell me if you like it or don't with. Uh, James Conner signing with the with the cards is that a like or a dislike for you guys? That's gross. <laughs> we got it. That's gross. Andrew, I, yeah. I just I, I was gonna just nothing like just mm. yeah, man. Sure, all right. <laughs> they needed yeah. a running back. He needed a job. I guess it made sense, right? I just, okay. Yeah, I, I I think this is one of these things where um, for right now it's like whatever. Yeah. If somehow the Cardinals go through the draft. And they don't pick up one of those big three that we've been talking about, uh, Najee, uh, Etienne, or Javante. Then maybe we go, okay, all right, mm -hmm. now we've, sure. we've made it through this process. And, you know, maybe they pick up a guy in the fifth, but that's not really a thing. And the, but, right, yeah. but, but right now, I mean, James Conner doesn't prevent the Cardinals from right. trying to snag one of those guys. And until they don't snag one of those guys, it's just kind of like, I mean, if yeah. you want, if you want to try to, you know, maybe beat that possibility, maybe you offer, you know, a, a third now for Connor and say, hey, like, you know, like he might get beat out, take this third, but uh, I, he's not, I think he's not a guy I would go after personally. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, this would be one of those roster cloggers that maybe you go out and I probably wouldn't do a third at this point. I would, because I, I love, like, I mean, obviously I'm the Debbie guy, so I <laughs> too many people, but like, I love a lot of dudes in the third round. So I would probably go after it. But I think with all the Edmonds hype and the Edmonds chatter on Twitter and wherever you want to look and what Edmonds has shown us in, in little flashes. I think people are going to be scared if you if you have Connor on your roster. You might be able to throw a fourth out there on draft day and pick Connor up. It might be two fourths, a fourth this year, a fourth next year. But that is a, a gamble I'd be more willing to take if I'm in the gambling situation because I don't think Connor's skill set has been an issue along the way. I, I do think that his injury history is really, really tough. I don't think he's a world beater by any means, but he could be a great guy if uh, Edmonds gets hurt, and we've seen Edmonds have some injury issues of his own. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to say the similar kind of thing, though, although the, to buy Edmonds, right? Like the same logic. Like Edmonds was the guy. Connor gets signed, and now all the Edmonds owners are throwing their papers in the air going, I don't know what's going on. That's <laughs> yeah, the perfect time to strike. Go get yes. Edmonds for a fourth, right? You don't yeah. even need two fourths in some cases. Yeah, right? I'd probably do a third for Edmonds even. But I mean, I like like, I'd rather yeah. have Edmonds, I think, because yeah. I think he's less injury prone. He's been Agreed. with the team longer. Connor very likely comes in there as a backup to Edmonds if they don't do anything, to be honest. And I think I like Connor. Don't get me wrong. His story is amazing. I had him in a couple of leagues last year, you know, the year before. Yeah. Terrific story. Terrific individual. But I just think the way his his career is going, it's on a downturn. And I think Edmonds still has an upturn ahead. So if anything, this is the time to buy Edmonds. And you have a very small window until those Edmonds owners kind of or managers kind of figure out, you know what, maybe he isn't. The, maybe he is the guy. Maybe maybe Connor is not someone. So now it's like that little window just opened to buy Edmonds. Uh, and I think. That's where I would go. That's the gamble I would take. Not to buy Connor, but to buy Edmonds, because he's going to play. I like that. I like that. So so I want to, before we start getting into the timeline, I want to I run this by two very smart people. Because <laughs> this, this happened on Twitter today, and it's, uh, it's between two guys in the Fantasy Timeline Listener League. So, uh, so I figure I'll get your opinions on it, and we'll see where you, where you guys stand. So uh, our boy, uh, Ireland's best. Jerry Shea, Jerry O'Shea at Jerry Shea FF and Larry Monkey at Larry Monkey, the uh, co-host of the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast, got into a little debate over a, another trade that was made, not between the two of them, between two other people. And it was the 113, which is uh, which is a bonus pick at the end of the first round for uh, for winning the uh, the toilet bowl. And uh, Will Fuller. So the 113 was traded for Will Fuller. Uh, Jerry was on the Will Fuller side of this. And Larry was on the 113 side of this. So uh, Larry said he would send Jerry a Will Fuller jersey if he outscores whoever the 113 is in the fantasy timeline. draft rookie draft now as co-commissioner of that league i got to make a ruling right there i don't want larry to try to back out on a technicality there is no 113 in the timeline league so that will be the 201 the 13th player off the board because i i know i know larry he would he would probably try to hey it wasn't actually a 113 so uh now i'm just messing with larry larry's actually a really good dude but um so it'll be the 201 but if whoever the 201 outscores will fuller this year uh he jerry will have to tweet every day that 
Larry Monkey is his hero, and the Dynasty Hot Sauce is the greatest podcast on earth. Now, Larry, I don't know why you would make Jerry lie because we all know the Fantasy Timeline is the greatest podcast on earth. But <laughs> I mean, that's what he wants them. So you're going to make Jerry lie. You make Jerry lie. But I, I want to pick both your brains on this just, just for a couple minutes. Um, are you on the Will Fuller side here or are you on whoever the 201 might be? So, quick question to clarify here is this yes. Superflex? This is Superflex. Okay, then it's to me it's easy. I'm going. I'm going with the two hundred one because you're talking about guys like Jalen Waddles falling that low, Bateman's falling that low, Williams shouldn't be, but he has fallen that low. Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall, one of my favorites, Elijah Moore. I'm going with that because like the Devontae Parker, Preston, and Preston Williams die, and then Miami all of a sudden just has no picks all of a sudden. So um, I'm cool with that. Like I think Will Fuller could have some big games, but. I'd feel pretty comfortable going with the 201 and Superflex. All right, Andrew. Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind is this could be Trey Lance, right? This could be a quarterback, right? In theory, it's unlikely that a quarterback lasts long to the 201. But... I, would, I would say more Mac Jones than Trey Lance, but well, yes, fair it, enough. it could be that fifth quarterback. But I'm just saying that, that... that, that if, we're, if we're making the bet today, there is that outside shot. That's upside. Sure. I like upside, right? Secondly, I mean, I, I exactly agree with what you're saying, Ben. Will Fuller, I think, has a really good chance to, to get some points, but there are other players there. The 201 will have a similar competition structure, right? Whoever it is is not going to be the only guy. I am a little hesitant only because a lot of times rookie receivers take a little time to get up to speed. We see it every year. The 201 could be a guy like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside that doesn't do crap. Paris Campbell who gets injured. Jalen Rager who just takes eight weeks to kind of get going. But he could also be Justin Jefferson that shows up and balls out. So, like, it really – in this class too. Yeah, in this class too, there's a lot of guys at 201 – and I've been trying to get every 201 I can get because it's got that two in front of it. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a second round pick. <laughs> kind of. Not really. Yeah. It's it's yeah. going to be a first rounder who's going to fall. sweet so, spot. Yeah, I do. I do kind of lean the 201. I really do think that whoever that is, is, is again, with that upside of it, maybe being a quarterback, maybe if, if it's a tight end premium. I don't know if you guys do tight end premium in your league, Josh, but. Oh, 1.5. So even then, so you get, what if it's a Pat Fryermuth, right? Like it could be somebody like that that helps out, right? So tight ends are a whole different ball of wax. It's not going to be Pitts. But I'm just saying like that 201, I think, has a lot of upside. And Will Fuller has a better floor maybe, but 201's got a higher ceiling. And in a bet, I always take the ceiling. So, yeah, give me the 201. All right. So I wanted to look this up while, while you guys were talking because I didn't think about this to right now. I didn't even know who had the 201 in the list. <laughs> um. So it is, uh, it is someone who has filled in as a co-host for us before, uh, Drew, uh, and he has the 201. So he actually, as not, uh, not having to pay out on either side of this bet, has a lot of uh, impact on how this <laughs> bet will go. Um, so when I first read this, and just like right off the top of my head, I said Will Fuller. I said... I like Preston Williams, but the guy never seems to stay healthy. Devonta Parker had like his one big year, and it really hasn't been there. Mike Gusecki, I think, is actually on, coming up. I think he's on the upswing. So that, that could be someone who could take weapons away from him. So I was like, oh, I, I think I'm going Will Fuller. And then I kind of looked into, the, you know, kind of did a little bit more looking into it once the bet was made. I really wanted to kind of, you know – and I've completely had just forgotten that, you know, hey, the draft is in two weeks. 
and Miami is picking at six right now. <laughs> Who knows? Right. They, they can make three more trades before the actual draft, but right now they're picking at six. And everybody has been saying, you know, they want Pitts, they want Jamar Chase. Their their goal at six is to get a pass catcher of some sort, and it's got to put a lot of fear into people who would be on the Will Fuller side of this bet if it is Jamar Chase, if it is Kyle Pitts. If that's it's what one, I'm saying. That, that, Very possible. That's what that's, I'm saying. That scares me more than Parker and Williams and, put together. And you mentioned them getting hurt, right? Like you got Williams dealing with injury issues, Parker dealing with – Hey, Will Fuller just had the most <laughs> healthiest year he's had because he was on PEDs. That's why he was on PEDs. <laughs> like anybody wants to argue with me, I'm at, at the Ben EB. Come hit me up. Like, but that is why. And he still missed games because he got caught with the PEDs. So <laughs> he's got I one more to quick, miss too. I just quickly did the yep. math. In the yep. last five years, his average is 622 yards per year. That's his average. That's with his 879 last year. So, like, you're telling me you're, like, on a year where he knows he can't be on PEDs or he's going to risk it again and then just get caught up in the first three games. Like, and he's got more competition. I'm not saying that the competition is better. Like, he's had Hopkins to deal with in the past, but he was the number two to Hopkins. But to me, like, Tua is a dude that's going to spread the ball. And has Tua shown us that he's Deshaun Watson and he's just going to chuck the ball all the way down the field to a Will Fuller, like, consistently? I like Tua, but I haven't seen that yet from him at this level. So there's a whole lot of factors for me that this is like, could Will Fuller win? Sure. Anything could happen. You could, you know, anything's possible. But I feel really, really, really comfortable not even talking about who you could get at the 201. That's fair. But just to clarify, maybe put a bow on it. DLF ADP has Jalen Waddle right now in Superflex Rookie. Jalen Waddle or, or Will Fuller, I think I got to take Waddle there. You know what I mean? Even like somebody like that, like he's going to go into a position that's, he's going to be a first round draft capital almost for sure. And he's going to go in and just dominate. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I also though I agree with you, Josh. My first glance was like Will Fuller or an unknown player. Give me Will Fuller. But the more I think about that, unknown player has a lot higher ceiling. I'll take that. Yeah, and my my thought process was like Will Fuller's in Miami. He's he's the for sure number one. And then it was like, oh yeah, but they have the number six pick. Mm. <laughs> Will Fuller might be the for sure number two if it's Jamar Chase or if it's. Kyle That'd Pitts. be a really funny twist to the bet if it's, you know, the 113 or 201 is the teammate of Will Fuller somehow, right? Like, that would just be a perfect little twist, you know? <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, it, it could, could be, be yeah. you know. They've got knows? a couple picks, honestly. Like, they, they could get him in 23, I think they have too, right? They could well, get they have, the 23 or whatever. I mean, they have, yeah, they have, uh, I think they have a second first round pick too. Yeah. So, I, so they, yeah, like, maybe they take like, Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater at six, but then at 18, it's like, you know, Rashad Waddle. Bateman or it's, you know, maybe yeah. Waddlefall, you know, and then all of a sudden these are the guys you're looking at in that area at the 201 area in a rookie draft. And you're right. It could be. So that's very interesting. I'll have to hit Drew up afterwards. And uh, if he's not watching and say, uh, Hey man, you, you really, uh, you control this bet. Maybe I'll have to make a trade for that pick. Maybe I want to control this bet. Maybe I'll see. I know I have a, a couple second round picks, I think. So maybe I'll try to trade up to the 201 and uh and make this a little bit more spicy. <laughs> but uh but that was good. That was good. I, I'm glad to pick your guys' brains about it. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm pulling for Jerry because Jerry is a Jerry's a very good dude, but uh 
after talking it through, I don't know. So, um, <laughs> so let, let's go to what we saw on the timeline. And, uh, and Andrew sent this question in before he became the host, but since he's let's here, let's talk, let's talk about it. So um, this is from Andrew Hall FF at Andrew Hall FF. If your team is a middle of the road team with no picks in the 2021 rookie draft, should you try to sell what you have for 2021 picks or shoot for the 2022 instead instead since the price of picks is so high already asking for a friend so since since andrew's asking for a friend and ben you are our uh, you're our devi guru here 2022 what what's that looking like should he should he aim for those picks since 2021 obviously we're there Everybody wants a mint for every pick. Mm. What do you think? How's 2022 shaping up? Yeah, I think, um, well, for first off, I'll, I'll talk about my philosophy really quick. Like, I'm all in on if you are a middling team, even if you're going to make the playoffs, but you know, like, it's going to take, like, every other team to just have, like, their top three dudes get hurt before you to even have a chance. I'm blowing my whole team up. It's over. I'm in. Uh, you know, I'm donating money this year, whatever. I'll match it and throw another piece to the charity whatever but i'm donating and i'm all out so i will explore 2021 because i think every roster has a guy that some other team wants maybe like everybody overvalues somebody so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my rounds because if i can get 2021 even if my goal is to go to 2022 i still might pay that mint amount for 2021 because on draft day i understand that that's going to be worth more than it is today so then I could go and still bridge my way to 2022 and probably pick up a first and a second or a first in 2022 and go after 2023, which I love 2023, by the way. Um, so that's going to be big for me. So now would I go after 2022? Yes, top half. I think it's it's top heavy, but every single year, the first round is pretty solid. I think if you do your research, there's going to be values and you know, I, I don't know if anybody was saying last year was going to be the class that just blows us out of the water, right? There's a lot of people that were down on it. Um, you know, you were able to get a Chase Claypool in, at 301 in a lot of leagues type, type mm -hmm. situation. So you could get a Antonio Gibson in mm -hmm. mid to late second in a lot of leagues. So nobody ever knows. So regardless of like what we know and what we see right now, a lot's going to change between now and then. So I would rather have the now pick because – the value for sure from I can guarantee you from today till the draft, and that's not much time, it's gonna go up. So even if I gotta pay a pretty penny, I'm gonna be able to make a pretty penny or get a guy that I love. So that's cool. So I like that flexibility there. But 2022's got some studs. I think roster is gonna matter. You know, you got some good quarterbacks, very, very, very top heavy uh next year in, in the quarterback situation as of right now. Running backs, same, very, very, very top heavy. Uh, receivers, uh, pretty good. Um, but outside of that, yeah, 2022 is definitely a notch below 2023, in my opinion, and below this year. So um, I'm not going crazy unless I, I can guarantee that I'm going to get a top hat pick. Andrew, this is Ben touched on it a little bit, but this is what I kind of like to do. I like to give people the illusion that they're getting a deal. So if I have a guy and you know, that person says, you know, what do you want? Um, a first and a second, uh, first and a second in 2021. I don't want to do that, man. That's a lot. You know, I like this class. I like everybody going on, blah, blah, blah. 
All right, how about this? Let me, let me, help, let's help each other here. How about you give me a two this year? You give me maybe like a one and a three next year. Mm. Like that's next year. Like you're yeah. not even worried about that right now. Smoke next, screen. You know, Ben, mm-hmm. ben is telling you 2022, eh, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't no 2023. It ain't no 2021. Mm-hmm. How about that? That way, a third round pick, who cares? A first round pick. This guy that I'm giving you right now is going to be so good that first round pick's not, it's going to be 112. Mm-hmm. And then the person goes, man, 2021 next year, I don't even care about that pick. Like 2020, like I don't even know, I maybe know three names in the 2022 draft. Like I don't know anybody. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And, it, and it's amazing because it, it's always like you can keep like, it's like just keep getting paid. It's like, you know, they, what do they call that? Passive income. It's just like mm-hmm. it's just these little bits of bobs that keep coming in. And it's like, oh, I forgot. I got like three thirds. I don't even remember how I got that. Oh, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I told the guy that, you know, like, I, you know, yeah. all right, fine, let's push this. Thirds are money, man. Great dart throws. And, and, and that's what it is. Like, yeah, you just you just kind of push it down the road. All right, fine. Like a first and a second is a lot this year. You got your eye, you know, because probably the top 24 players by this point in the 2021 draft, everybody knows. They know their mom's names. They know where, where they went to college, high school, middle school, grammar school, everything. So at this point, you're not really like you're not finding a guy that no one knows about that you might be able to sneak in at the back end of the second round. Like everybody knows those guys. 2022, unless you're playing with, you know, the Bens of the world, the Ray G's of the world, the, the Debbie Kane's of the world. Listen, I, and I'm yep. I'm in that boat. By the, I'm in that boat, by the way. Like I know some, like maybe five guys in the 2022 class. If you if if someone's like, hey, how about this 2022 second? I'm like, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know anyone in the second round. Go and go ahead. And that's dead on because when you make a trade like that, then on draft day, that second comes up this year. And now, like you said, everybody's like, oh man, dude fell. Oh my gosh, value, value. And you're like, you know what? I'm not sure. I got a couple guys. I think it's gonna last. Hey, my second round pick is on the block for mm-hmm. next year first. Boom. Now you just got two firsts next year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you got to be, you know, prudent and try to project where you think. Right. But, you know, next year you're talking about guys like Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. the quarterback, Sam Howe out of North Carolina, stud quarterback. We got we got Traylon Burks. If you if you like DK like me, hey, that's a that's a big dude. That's a big fast <laughs> dude, right? Uh you got guys like Brees Hall. Um there's it's right. loaded in the top half right now. We don't know what's going to grow and, and come out this year, especially coming off a of COVID year. But man, that second round pick looks nice. And you might just be like, forget it. I'm going to develop because this year's second looks great. So I'm happy with that. I would even take a third, like two years out. If, if your league does that. Yeah. Well, so here's where I'm coming from with the trade. I feel like I, I want to jump in and add a little context. Cause I think it's, it's worth having. So this Absolutely. team, I sold my first and third in week two. I sold my 21 first and 21 third for Zach Ertz and AJ Green. I was on the fence. I was like, I can, you know, I won week one. I'm like, my roster actually looks pretty solid. I think I have a chance. So I sold my future to go in, made the playoffs at eight and five, lost in the first round. Right. So like I'm in that middle zone that nobody wants to be. It's like the worst place in fantasy. Right. And my quarterbacks were pretty much all aging. I think I had Stafford, Breeze, and Roethlisberger. 
Uh, and, and Breeze obviously retired. Stafford, I traded like an idiot for somebody before he signed. Right, So I was just trying to make some moves and gain some value. So I'm just sort of just spinning my wheels in the mud. So my thought process is right now is probably, if not in the next two weeks, the most expensive these 2021 picks are going to be. Right. It's like, would I rather buy the expensive pick now and get a year of production or would I rather buy more cheap picks later and get like just kind of take a year off and actually sink to the bottom of the league? Because I'm in the middle. Nobody wants to be mm. in the middle. So right. like, and I don't have any picks because I sold it. Really, I only have a fourth this year. Is all I got left. So what I'm yeah. getting at, I guess, is is it worth having more dart throws two years from now? Because I don't think I'm going to win this year anyway. Shouldn't I? Like you just said, shouldn't I blow it up? But if I can get two first next in 2022 instead of one first in 2021, is that a better move? I mean, not even counting what good draft classes are, just in general, is that a good move? But also, I figure with Ben coming on, is like it's a Debbie kind of question, right? Like, is mm-hmm. 2022 nobody's looking at? And you guys hit on all that. So. I think what yeah. I'm hearing though is to sell for now if I can, but try to add some future too, right? Is that kind Absolutely. of the general answer? Okay. Always get that first little throw in. I think <laughs> yeah. Josh, that was a great call, man. Like the first and the second are like the meat and potato. Like that's the stuff that, you know, on draft day is going to be crazy valuable. Now you said it's not going to get more expensive than it is, you know, over the next two weeks. Yes, it will on mm-hmm. draft day. So well, no, that's I what I mean. mean. It's just going up. It's not going yeah. down. We're only so if going you're up getting right it now. in the next three days, four days, people still oh, try. As much as we're saying people know the first 24 picks, I would challenge that. I would say they probably know the first 12 right now. And then yeah. they're gonna cram sure. the last two days because they're working, they got families, they're they're kind of on Twitter, but they're kind of not. But then they also hear everybody's opinion and they don't know who to choose from. So they're like, I kind of know, but I also have too much information and I'm 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 confused. Or the questions I'm getting. People are degenerates like I am, so that that's probably my mistake. But uh, <laughs> well, I think a lot of people don't even start until the draft is over, or at least until it's happening, right? Oh, so yeah. like, nobody's really looking now. So that's why I'm trying to get it now in the next two weeks. But 100. percent And I think even if you can get like I know you're wearing like an AJ Green jersey in your profile picture, so I feel you on that. Like <laughs> that's an easy one. But like I'm going to get if I can get a third round pick, even probably probably a second for Ertz, but. I might take a high third this year. I'd probably do it before draft day. I wouldn't do it on draft day because to flip it on draft day again is tough. But if you could get it before draft day, I'll bet you there's a great chance you could end up with 2022 seconds, which then could maybe turn into a good pick or 2023 first. Again, you just have that ability to usually move up about a round or or double up your picks and get rid of some of the, the dead weight that you picked up already. Even if you're like, ah, this is way less than I got it for. I'm, I'm all good with doing that because oh, you know, eventually gone. you're going to get yeah. nothing. Yeah, that value doesn't fourth. matter anymore. Yeah, that value doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's burned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, it's done. Perfect. And all right, thanks for the advice, guys. <laughs> Andrew, another thing I like to do, and, and Zach Reed coined this term, and I, I love the term when he used it. I like to buy on credit. So if, if I pick up a couple of 2022 seconds in trades and stuff like that, and maybe I have that mid maybe I have like a 205 in the second round of this year's draft. I like to buy back into the first. Hey, you take my 205 this year. You're only moving back six picks. The guy at 112 may not know who he wants. His team is stacked. He's not sure who's going to be the best fit for him. Take this 205. Take this two next year. Maybe I throw in like a, you know, a three or something else too and buy back in. And that guy goes, Oh, well, there's still like five guys that I want. I'll move back six picks. I don't care. And I'm picking up this extra stuff. And I like to buy back in. I like, you know, and Zach recoined the term and I love it. 
but he says buy on credit. Listen, I'm going to have picks in 2022. And guess what? Then all them picks come back in 2023. So I can just keep buying on credit and just keep using the credit that I get in them new picks and yep. move it right along. So I like to do that too, especially at the, like the last three picks of the first round. I like to tap on those guys. Hey, um, do you know who you really want? Cause you know, you can maybe move back three, four, five, six picks still be in the second, especially in a class like this year where we're, you know, a lot of us are talking about got Waddle's falling, you know, even in super flex, I'm seeing Mac Jones in some places go 202, 203, you know, you know, we're talking about the Waddles. I've seen Devonta Smith in some mocks go at, you know, them top three picks in the second round, you know, like, yeah, Rashad Bateman might be there. You know, there's go- there's going to be a guy in those first three to five picks of your second round, and and I don't care what league you're in, in every league that you're in, that you're going to go, damn, that guy should have been a first round pick. Why is he still here? And that's when you tap you tap on the guy. Hey, listen, you're stacked. You could still get a Jalen Waddle at two hundred three or two hundred four. You let me move up. I'm going to give you some extra things and keep it moving. So. That's a that's another thing that uh, that I like to do. But uh, yeah, I love doing that. Yep. So so yeah. So hopefully we helped you out. You know, and you can uh, you can uh, you can turn that team right around. But uh, let let's move on. The, the funny thing is that this Jerry question was on here before the Jerry bet was made. But this is from friend of the show Jerry O'Shea at Jerry Shea FF. Now this this is a fun question, kind of out of the box thinking here. If the draft didn't exist and college players could go to whoever they wanted to, where would you like to see some of the top rookies go? So no draft. We're kind of doing, uh, you know, Jerry's from Ireland. So kind of the uh, the English style soccer where, you know, whoever's got the most money can get the best guys. So where would you want to see, you know, pick a guy and tell me where you would love him to go if, you know, if he could just go anywhere he wanted to. Uh, Ben, why don't we start with you? You're muted, man. You're still muted. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. All right. I would go with, uh, hey, my man Russell Wilson was trying to leave Seattle. He's like, let me get some better offensive line. Let me, let me get some more weapons. Like he's like, give me everything. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to go all in. So I'll be a homer on this one since I got free reign. And I'm going to say, can you imagine a guy like Kyle Pitts in that system <laughs> with Russell, the way he already balls with the DK and a Tyler Lockett on the outside? Like that wouldn't even, that would be just scary. I mean, give, we got Carson back too, and people can hate on that, say he's old, whatever. Carson is a dog. He's a fighter. That dude's a seven round pick. He plays like he's, he's on his last contract every game. That's why he gets hurt sometimes. But imagine throwing a Pitts in the middle of the field, like, then you're one on. What are you gonna do? One on one with Pitts. One on one with Lockett, mm-hmm. who's like got this psychic connection with mm-hmm. with Russ. Or are you gonna go one on one with with DK Metcalf? Like, come on, man. We saw what he did to Gilmore this year. Like, mm-hmm. none of those are really feasible options. So that would be cool. And I'm hoping Gerald Everett. He ain't gonna be no Kyle Pitts. I'm just hoping Gerald Everett can be the best tight end we've had in a while. Um, so uh, I'm ex- <sighs> that would be crazy. But I know that's not happening. But I'm just I'm just having fun with it. Hey, yeah, that's what the question is for. What about yeah. you, Andrew? Well, I gotta say, with Pitts on Seattle would be oh, 
God damn, that would be beautiful. Because he's just such a mismatch. Like anybody, it just doesn't matter who you're playing. You got so many options there. Uh, mine, I, I think, and and uh, Ben touched on this. I do have an AJ Green jersey on in my profile picture. I am a Bengals fan. Uh, we have meetings every month. It's uh, it's terrific. <laughs> I love it. But uh, no, I I I don't want to say this because I don't want to speak it into existence. But at the same time, it's what I've been thinking this whole time. Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. I just think that team now without Connor, they've got what they got Jalen Samuels, they got Benny Snell, they got nobody at the running back position. Ben's getting older. I think that team wants to run the ball still. And if you put somebody like the top running back in a top running back offense, Najee Harris could be Very, the next left bell, right? He could be like yeah. a top three dynasty running back in, in next year's startup drafts. I mean, like Perfect it would just good. be insane. And Perfect. I think and and I've I've had some thoughts again, like I don't want to put it out in the ether because I'm a Bengals fan, but for fantasy. God, that would be awesome to see like a stud running back like that out of this class that goes to a perfect landing spot. There are a couple teams that need running backs, right? You got Atlanta, you got New York Jets, you got a couple, but man, Pittsburgh would just be so juicy for fantasy. It would just be so good. So yeah, I hate to say it, but that's that's <laughs> gonna be my pick is Harris to Pittsburgh. Like All right. So so Ben went with a homer pick. Andrew actually helped out another anti-homer. Yeah, I went yeah, the uh, anti-homer thing. We're balanced now together, <laughs> helping out teams in his division. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, and uh, oh. offense is just like uh, stop at the offense. Like unless Kyle Pitts drops the ten, then go with go get him. Fine, whatever. But besides that, and I mean we're in the NFC East. We all hate each other, so I'm definitely not trying to help any of them out. <laughs> so. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl runner-ups from last year, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yes, you know, a big reason why they lost that Super Bowl is because that offensive line was starting like me and like four substitute teachers from Kansas City. And But I'm not giving them offensive line help. I want to give them – Another playmaker because you know they don't have any in Kansas City. Jalen Waddle, just give them speed on top of speed on top of speed, and then let you know Travis Kelsey just do whatever he wants in the rest of the field. He already does, right? So, (laughs) so imagine a Jalen Waddle who is just taking the top off of everything, Tyreek Hill who's taking the top off of everything. And by the way, we talk, we always talk about Tyree Kill's speed, but he can do everything else on the field too. But you just got two guys that can just burn your – and I don't care who your corners are, can burn them. And then Travis Kelsey and you still have CEH, like Patrick Mahomes just pulling the trigger everywhere. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, not that they need the help, but I figured, you know – I was I wasn't gonna do my home team because I really don't need another offensive player there, and I'm definitely not helping out anyone in that division. So let let's uh, let's go to Kansas City and let's just put strength on top of strength and go with it. That's hey, you know what's crazy? Like one of my favorite late round guys in this year's class is Jalen Darden out of yes. North, Texas. North Texas. Absolutely yes. freaking electric. If you look at his story, like. Dude has mm-hmm. more motivation than you could possibly like write in a book. It's crazy, but I actually he's that's one of the places where I could see Andy Reid being like just salivating and and hoping he could scoop him up in like the fifth round. And you want you want to see like Darnell Mooney hype, you know, with that fake 
fake yeah. Kansas City uh, offense that they were trying <laughs> to run out there with Chicago with Nagy. But I mean, imagine a Darden just running rap, like running one on one. Like you can't guard that dude one on one. He's little. That's cool. But like he's electric, man. So that would be wild. Listen, I, I'm glad you brought up Jalen Darden because as a Cowboys fan, I'm hoping that the Cowboys, North Texas is right in the backyard. I'm hoping they've been watching that guy because, listen, Gallup is going to be gone after this year. You know, it's just not feasible to keep him around. Let's move. You know, we'll get like Jalen Darden a like year to do a his, lot. And then let's just slide him and let's just keep the three. Keep the three going. So you brought up Jalen Darden. I love it. And, yeah. you know, as a Cowboys fan and him being from North Texas. That'd be crazy. The mean green, if you will. Yeah, the mean I'm, green. I'm hoping they have scouted him well. And they say, hey, listen, you know, that, that's a guy we're going to pick, you know, maybe uh, maybe even in, in the fourth round, you know, day three. You know, yep. let's, let's that's do That's what this. I was going to say. It's much more realistic that they get Darden, right? I mean, you were Chiefs even, too, to be honest. I mean, like, I don't think either one of them really had much of a shot at Waddle. And, and I don't know if that makes sense for the Cowboys to take him at 10. But they both anybody have a very good get, chance. Anybody yeah. could get Darden. Yeah. Darden yeah. could be like what well, he could honestly. I, I've, I think I saw one draft, one mock draft where he went to Kansas City at the end of the third. And yeah. I, I remember reading that, and I was just like, oh, that would yeah, be an interesting choice. I like, mean, they okay. jumped up and took a McCole Hardman, right? So, yep. And yep. Hardman was a guy I was drafting as a freshman in Debbie. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I had him on so many rosters. Then I went through a couple years where I'm like, all right, I don't know if he's going to do anything. But I drafted him for the speed, the quickness, yep. like the things that he he's flashed. Darden, though, like – slow feet don't eat like that's what it is no. with him. period that's it when that offense that works man well is with scary Woo. yep and then yeah, that, who you it, cover right that's the whole thing too because i mean tyreek's gonna start losing a step at some point right he's not gonna be that fast forever deshaun jackson is one of a kind but i'm just saying like tyreek eventually is gonna lose some speed and then you've got me and darden at that point scary, and man. that offense is gonna be insane if 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 that happens sure. but yeah, yeah that's a good pick that's a good pick and ben the funny thing about slow feet don't eat that's actually one of darden's like it is if you listen to interviews with him, oh i know he, all about him yeah i did a whole that, show on him uh in my first uh i think it was my first or my second elite seekers was Jalen okay. darden yeah and, i'm all about Jalen darden i've been on him for a while he's just his story is incredible, man. It's inspiring. Yeah. You know, he lost his father recently, and yep. um, he's just putting on for his family. He thought about quitting football. I was like, no, while he was sick. Like, if y'all don't know Jalen Darden's story, go look it up. That's why I'm for real, for real, not just the story. He's got the, like, quickest. Put him with Jalen Jalen Waddle. Like, I think Darden's got quicker change of direction. Waddle's got a little bit more size, so it's more feasible yep. at the NFL level. But Darden just, like... He literally he said, I wake up in the morning, you know, and, and making a dude miss is like brushing my teeth. I yep. just do it every day. I'm like, that's my dude. <laughs> like, I got to go. And he led the country this year. He was leading the country. So, you know, he's he's the, a guy for real. The slow feet don't eat. And then making making guys miss is like brushing my teeth. I have to do it every day. I heard that quote. man said that. And I was like, yeah, I will pay to get him on the Dallas Cowboy. Jerry yes. called me. I will figure out a way to pay it, man. I yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll make. Trust me, the people of Dallas will will they will pay because once I, they, oh, I fuck. could see it like, and it's crazy. You know, I keep throwing on my hometown. I'm super Homer, so I mean, hey, <laughs> y'all see it? You see my I little see Sean it. Camp? Everything. I'm from the Seattle area, so 
I live in Canada now, but like, man, if, if Darden ended up somewhere like the Seahawks, I could see that because they took a chance. They were trying to get Dorsett going, right? Yes. We signed Dorsett cheap. Yep. We were looking for speed and just a, a third. We're looking for a third day, but Moore's gone now. Josh Gordon out the league again. Man, I hope Josh Gordon finds a way back at some point. I've been hoping. <laughs> I think we all have, but like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, I don't think anybody feels like it's going to happen. So, but a guy like Darden or, or some other uh, playmakers down the road would be cool. Uh, there's yeah. a few teams. Obviously, any team could could really use them. I just want to see him go somewhere creative. Yeah, so he, he's like he's like one of my three, like day three guys that I'm like really pulling for. Um, love uh, Austin Watkins. Love uh, Shy Smith. Those are like my three day three guys that I'm like, I'm pulling for him to go into a good spot, you know, make a team. Obviously, I think Shy Smith has the is the longest shot out of those three. But man, Jalen Darden, man, get get Darden's going to be a fourth round pick in most, you know, unless he goes somewhere like that is really going to stand out, like the Chiefs or whatever. He's a fourth round pick right now. Like mocks are not even putting him in. He's not even thought about third. I'm scooping him end of the third if i have it yeah i'll tell you right now you better uh you better beat me to the punch because i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. a lot of jalen darden if you're in a league with me and you think jalen darden is gonna be around when you think he's gonna be around yeah whatever you're thinking it's too late i'm I'm gonna have him and i like eskridge and that's a dude that's flying up in the same type of you know realm but like give me i want darden over eskridge right now and and there's a lot of people that are all like you're seeing eskridge go as late second and i've seen him going a couple late second mocks early third yeah. i'm like that's way too soon for me give me darden yep. i like a little bit better probably late third early fourth so yeah but so, just to put a bow on it for a second just so we're clear dlf adp super flex rookie mocks they have Jalen darden 49 which is early fifth right so like yeah, you're looking at the you know, beginning of the fifth round robbery. i would love him at that value listen yeah. robbery listen, man listen to everyone who is listening, if you're in a league with me and you think you are getting Jalen Darden <laughs> at 501, I'm going to tell you it will never happen yeah. in a league that I am in. So, because so again, I will buy back in, like I said earlier, Andrew, I will buy back <laughs> in to whatever round I need to. And Jalen Darden will be on my squad. I promise. So just to, to clarify, there is it shows here how all the rookie, like all the drafts and where mm-hmm. he goes. And his the earliest he was taken was 37. So like a full round earlier, right? 401 at that point. Oh, 401. That's crazy, and even then, though. That's and even a then, steal 401 is the me. earliest he's going. Yeah. yeah. I think I honestly Once know, he gets picked they, though, and they talk about him on the draft, exactly. like oh, and man. then they and then everybody that hasn't typed his name in on YouTube, like the moment you type Darden oh. on YouTube. It's a wrap. He just moved up three rounds for you. Probably. Don't, <laughs> That's don't, what man. type of highlight he got. I Maybe tell, even overrated. I will tell people who have not looked at players in this draft, do not go on YouTube and look at a Jalen Darden highlight video. You will draft him in the second. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee. <laughs> I will guarantee it. You yeah. will draft that man in the second round if you type Jalen Darden highlight video. You will draft him in the second. And that's fine. Like, if you draft him in the second. I don't. I don't hate it though because like at that point you're getting into some more chances am i taking him mid second and i love him no i'm not but i'm really hard thinking 301 and on like depending on who falls there's a lot of guys that i don't love that i'm like eh, i could probably trade him for 
you know, a decent amount, but not nah, well, the third, they're all lottery tickets anyway. Right. And if you got are. a feeling that he's going to 80% chance to hit, then you take that lottery ticket yeah. with an 80% chance to hit. Right. Him, yeah. I'm fine him, with that. Him and, uh, him and Nico Collins, man, from yeah. anywhere in the third round on, those are like the type of elite seeker moves I'm going after. I love on it. brand. I love I, it. I, I <laughs> on love brand. It. I don't so, care if I miss, I'm not trying to have right. no like middling team. And if I'm going to have a bunch of middling players, I'm gonna have a middling team. So I'm going for it. I hear you. So I want I want to try to get through two more. This this one should be kind of quick, but we may spend a little time on it. So this is from AWL Sabermetrics at AWL Sabermetrics. Should we be talking more about Kyle Trask? Feels no. like the dude completely fell out of the entirety of the QB draft radar. Ben is correct. No, stop talking. See, the problem was is that Kyle Trask was QB six for the majority of us. At the beginning, because we didn't know nobody else. We were like, it's the big five. And then, oh, yeah, Kyle Trask. I remember him from Florida. He was the guy throwing to Kyle, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> but now, if you have seen more people, and I actually got into an argument with someone about this because they were like, you're crazy. Um, I have Davis Mills and Kellen Mond in front of Kyle Trask. So for me, Kyle Trask, at the earliest it's QB8, and even in Superflex, what, what is QB8? A uh, third-round pick? Like, all right, you want to take Kyle Trask in the third round? Go, you know, go with, yeah. go with it. Have fun. But I have seven quarterbacks in front of Kyle Trask, and that's just off the top of my head. I'm not Ben. Ben probably <laughs> – Ben could probably name three more guys on top of hey. those two guys that I just named. I'm just proud that you said Davis Mills because that dude for sure, like that's this is the number one dude coming out of high school, the number one dude, and he didn't like suck it up. Like he had some moments, man. Like he could ball. If I'm taking a later round dude, that's him, Jamie Newman. Yeah, Jamie Newman, that's another one. If he played this year instead of opting out with COVID, we'd be talking about him in the late first, mid first, potential. I mean, maybe higher because he had the skill set. He went to Georgia. He decided not to play. You got JT Daniels instead. But Jamie Newman is a dude. Yeah. I'm taking him over Kyle Trask. Skill set wise, it's no comparison in my opinion. So yeah, like the the no, we shouldn't talk about him anymore. No, uh, he is done. what he is. If if this was the 1992 draft, I think Kyle Trask would be like a top half of the first round pick. But it's not. This is the 2021 <laughs> draft, and. Well, I- I did want to ask this question on Kyle Trask, and this is more to Ben. If Kyle Trask wasn't in this draft and was in next year's rookie class, would there be any different? Would he still be QB8, QB9? Is he any better than those guys? Or is it just because our draft is so top-heavy this year, he gets pushed way down? Like, Help me with some of that context, because I don't know 22 that well. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, his decision-making is an issue for me. His accuracy is an issue for me. Um, I think he just he made quick reads to his stars, which is okay. But it's not going to fly at the NFL level. Like, what are they going to do? You play Bill Belichick, right? What's he, you say? You know, what's he going to do? He's going to take away your top three options. Then what is Kyle Trask going to do? He's going <laughs> to is he going to skip to number four, and then that bum dude is going to pick him off, or is he going to like go through the? I, you just don't see him going through his reads. That's my biggest thing. I'm looking for decision making accuracy. He's not very mobile, so. You know, again, I'm an elite seeker, so give me a little bit of mobility. I don't need you to go break off 30, 40 yard runs. I'm not looking for all that in my quarterback situation, but I do need escapability. 
that I'm not very high on escapability. Now, if Kyle Trask ever ends up as a starter, to me, probably a dude or two got hurt in front of him, and he ain't going to be starting more than the rest of whatever season it's in. That's my opinion. That's my ceiling for him. So um, can guys come out of nowhere? Sure, we've seen it. I mean, it happens. But I just have no belief. There's way more dudes. You guys already mentioned Davis Mills, Kellen Mon. I brought up Jamie Newman that I'm taking chances on. There's going to be those same dudes next year that come out of nowhere out the woodworks that are um, there's definitely a ton of more talented people next year and the year after and every year. But I just think they'll have a chance to step up this year. The, the only, like the only way I could see him maybe moving up a and I literally mean a couple spots in your rookie draft is if he is a end of the third round pick by the chiefs where it's like, he's definitely the backup. But if, if, uh, if our man gets hurt, there are weapons there. We have Tyreek Hill. We have Travis Kelsey. We have CEH. We have Miko. Then it's like, all right, maybe you move him up a couple spots in the third or fourth. Where, but besides that, well, like, there's no spot that you go, let's bump him up around because well, he went here. What about Tampa Bay, though? Right, Tom Brady eventually is going to need to have some sort of heir apparent. He's from Florida. Wouldn't that bump his stock a little more? I mean, it's, I'm with you. Yeah, that's the only I, thing you got left, right? I think that's – if you're just talking about stock, absolutely. Now, if, if Kyle Trask falls to the end of the third or the fourth round of your super flex draft, right. got to think about it, right? Because there's yep. probably someone in your league – that wants him right and if he does go you know behind an Andy Dalton and Tom Brady uh you know any one of those crappy quarterback situations you might build I'm I might get him to flip but that's really like I'm not believing in him in the long run and I'm probably again there's too many guys that I I feel pretty strongly about as a dart throw that I probably go that route instead but I would definitely I think you got to explore your options depending if he falls because no matter who it is you love you hate the value is a value. And well, and that's that's kind of what I mean. That's too, what right? it's about. What if he goes somewhere that boosts sure. his value? Jacob right? Eason, and, as last yeah. year, right? Yeah. Jacob Eason, strong arm. I'm a UW guy, Seattle area, right? I'm like, yep. Jacob Eason. I, I bought a, I bought in on, on a couple of areas, and I'm like, okay, there's a chance. You know, if he hits this pick and later, I'm I'm in. If it's this pick and before, I'm out. So right. I think everybody needs to do a better job preparing because I think a lot of us go in a lot of you know, if you don't have the time to spend, you just print something out right before you make your little cheat sheet you pay your subscription wherever you're at and you print it or you just print someone else's rankings and you roll with it and that's what we see so people just got to do a better job and type in like cool print that sheet and then go and type in each of those names on twitter and look and just go hey what do i do i agree with some of these people yes no okay X this guy off or move him down just put a little arrow right, yep. if you if you literally take two hours and do that before your draft you're going to be a lot better off. You know, you don't have to spend all that extra time. We're going to do the work for you. Yeah. 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 You're not going to hit hundred percent of the time, especially at this point in the draft. But Kyle Trask is a guy I'm just not that confident. And I think he's, he's okay in a lot of areas. He's not great in any area and you got to be great somewhere. And and you, and use, you know, Ben brings up a good point, but also use that to your advantage. Andrew, you've been, you've been talking about uh, the DLF ADP. Mm-hmm. Listen, there are going to be people like Ben said, they're going to print that or they're going to have that on their screen when they're on the clock and they're going to go. I think you said uh, Trask is 401. I think you said, if I'm correct. 
He's 28, uh, 29, sorry, in, in rookie draft. Super oh, flex. 29. He's actually, so he's, he's like QB six. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much middle third round at this point. So yeah. 305, 306 in that area. Over like, over guys like Amari Rogers, your Kellen Mon, your Tamori on Terry, who I'm taking a shot on, yep. you know, Nico Collins, oh. I mentioned earlier. So there's a lot of a lot of people in there, man. And Davis listen, Mills, Jalen Darden, blah 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 blah. Right. You know, if 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 the guy behind you, let's say 306, 307, 308, you're looking at his team and uh, he's a he's a little rough at quarterback. I know this guy, maybe he doesn't do all the studying he's supposed to. He's a, he's an ADP guy. We know our ADP. Even in our degenerate leagues, we know the guys that are like kind of more into the ADP. Hey, bro, you know, how about you move up a couple spots in the third? You give me a third next year. We call it a day. Kyle Trask is off the board. Great. Was never no, planning on taking a minute. Trask is the name, right? There are people that, like myself, yeah. I barely pay attention to college until the season's over, right? But there's mm-hmm. still, you see it on Sports Center. you see the name Kyle Trask thrown to Kyle Pitts, and you're like, oh, okay, Trask must be good. It just gets stuck in your head and just sort of marinates, and that doesn't end up making it true, but it's just a name. And in the third round, I can't, when I first started Dynasty, I can't tell you how many players where I was like, I have no idea who this is, but I need mm-hmm. a quarterback, so I guess I've heard the name, right? I mean, especially in home leagues and the non-degenerate leagues, you know, the play, people that aren't crazy like us talking about right. this on a Wednesday night, right? We're <laughs> before the draft. There are others that don't care at all until it rolls. Oh, draft is tomorrow. Okay. And they see Kyle Trask and they're like, how is he still available? And they take him in the second. You're just like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Like, well, and, so, I mean, and, it happens every year. Yeah. And people, dra- you know, people draft, you know, there's, there's a term, you know, cause I, I love the actual NFL draft itself. I'm a big draft head, draft geek, whatever you want to call it. And some people, you know, in scouts call it scouting the helmet, where you just, uh, we do it with Justin Fields. Well, Justin Fields can't be good because Ohio State never has had a good quarterback in the NFL ever. We scout the helmet. We don't scout the player. But we do that in Dynasty, too, in our rookie drafts. We see Florida next to Kyle Trask's name. That's an SEC school. That's big-time talent. They play big-time play. And then we look at Davis Mills, and we see Stanford, and we're like, uh, mm. And we look at Jamie Newman and we see Wake Forest and we go, uh, and, and we make all these excuses why these other guys who are more talented shouldn't be ahead of, it's Kyle Trask, it's Florida. Look look at the talent they have in Florida. You know, Kadarius Tony's there. Kyle Pitts is there. Like, this guy was the guy throwing to these guys. So obviously he had a part in what they are now, when it's really like, look, Kadarius Tony, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, could have had me throwing a Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to be an animal, all right. Well, and, so that don't matter. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, Trask reminds me a lot of Haskins, right? One of those players that just has a great pedigree, supposed to be amazing. Like it's all this hype. He's throwing to Terry McLaurin and a bunch of other studs, and for whatever reason, he just. Bleh. You know what I mean? He just yeah. he doesn't do great in his first rookie year, and now he's backing up Ben Roethlisberger along with Joshua Dobbs, and it's like that's to me that's yeah. a that's a very high likelihood outcome for Trask. But Haskins went in the first round in almost every single superflex draft that I was a, a part of. Every single superflex rookie, 
he even went in the first round of my one quarterback league because the guy's an Ohio State fan, and he really ah, wanted to make sure that he got Haskins. Yeah, there are Florida fans that are the same way, right? Yes, They're like, I just yes. want to have my tra- – but you don't have that with Wake Forest. You know, to kind of hit on your, right. your thing, to scout the helmet, right. it's the same logic. You don't have Stanford fans in your fantasy leagues. They're like, I got to get my guy first overall. No, with Florida, you, you with OSU, right? Those yeah. big programs, sometimes you got to reach. So Trask has a high likelihood to be reached, and it won't be by me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested unless it's like fourth round, and I'm looking at guys like him and – like Shai Smith, right? Like Kyle Trask yeah. or Shai Smith in a super right. flex. I'd probably go quarterback there just because it's the cheapest you can get them. And Shai might go and draft that I can pick him up anyway. So like right. some of that stuff at the end of the draft, that's different. So yeah, if I got the four ten, yeah, I'll take yeah. Kyle Trask. <laughs> you know, like, of course. and and you nailed it right on the head. Like no matter what you think of a guy or their talent, there there is a certain spot where it's like, okay, this is kind of ridiculous now. I'm gonna yeah. take the guy. Doesn't mean I'm I'm his biggest fan. It doesn't mean that you know I took him at four oh six instead of three oh six. So now I must be like the leader of the Kyle Trask fan club. But it just means that like, hey, this is maybe a guy that should have went late third, early first. In my opinion, he's still there in the mid first or in the mid fourth. Excuse me. I'm gonna take him. Yep. You know, and, and that's that's what it is. So, well, I want to knock out one more. Uh, because the, I thought this was a very interesting question and we'll, uh, we'll be out of here. So this is from Jacob Anderson at Jacob ST 61442869. Jacob, first of all, come on, man. We all need all the numbers. I got to repeat this. I got to <laughs> say this on a podcast due to Jacob ST, maybe, maybe throw a couple of, uh, couple of nines at the end of that and let's call it a day. We all, we all need all that. Um, this is, this is a one QB 12 team half point PPR dynasty. He's, he says he's a contender. Uh, which side do you prefer the one Oh one and the one Oh two or Christian McCaffrey? And I, I want to bring this up first of all, cause this was damn near 50, 50 poll, which is rare on the Twitter machine. But second of all, I, I want to hear who you guys have as your, Top two guys that aren't quarterbacks, because obviously this is a one quarterback league. I'm going to assume that uh, no one quarterback league is going to have a Trevor Lawrence go one on one. So, Ben, why don't we start with you? Um, Which side of the trade would you take? And then what two players do you think should be the one on one and one on two? Yeah. So, all right, Jacob ST six one four four two eight six nine. I got you. Um, We are. You know what? I'm rocking with the rookie picks on this one because i feel like we saw the beginning of the end for cmc and i don't want you guys to take that in the wrong way i think cmc is a heck of a talent but he is a talent that has been used heavily over the last few years and it i'm not an analytics guy but i understand that if you give the ball you know to a guy three to four hundred times a year however you give him the ball eventually he's going to start to break down. And and let's be real, like CMC is a buff guy, but he's not the biggest. So if you just care about this year, cool. Like, I don't hate it. You can go after CMC. He's a star. You hope that he stays healthy. But like we saw a little bit of that breakdown last year, right? We saw Carolina go, okay, we're going to play it a little safe with you. Rightfully so, right? That's probably what you want to see for longevity of a career, but it's also what's going to hurt your fantasy team. So 101 and 102, I'm going with Najee Harris because of the scarcity of running back. 
and I don't hate you in a 0.5 PPR. I don't hate it if you go, you know, another running back right behind him. I'm depending on Landy's spot. I'm probably more leaning uh, Javante Williams if he goes to a great landing spot. One of these areas we mentioned earlier, say he ended up with Pittsburgh, say he ended up with Atlanta, he probably jumps uh, an ETN for me pretty easily. Um, but Jamar Chase is a star, and he's a guy even in 0.5 PPR that. I have no problem taking like everybody forgot just because Jamar Chase didn't play a whole lot of football. So, you know, we saw what he did with Joe Burrow. We saw what he's capable of. This dude's a monster. He can beat you deep. He can beat you underneath. He can run good routes. He can score touchdowns. He's a he's a star. So if I can get two young elite stars in Dynasty, I'm going with that. Running backs lose value. It, even CMC's already lost value over the last year. People are already worried. So if you have some, I would probably take 101 over CMC, which is a lot closer in my opinion, but 101 and 102, it's an easy pick for me. All right, Andrew, what about you? The picks or the CMC? Well, first of all, I got to say Jacob Street, 61, 44, 28, 69. My God, man, that is a terrific handle. And I will remember that. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to echo a lot of what Ben just hit on, but let's, let's even just roll the clock back a second. Let's say we go back to the last year and CMC or 101-102 and a one quarterback. You're looking at probably Taylor and Swift, I think, back then before the draft, right? CEH mm-hmm. didn't get a boost until after. And now knowing what we know, would I rather have Taylor and Swift or CMC? Taylor and Swift every day of the week, not even a question. Um, I think if you're, if you're selling 101 and 102 right now, why? There's no reason to sell those picks right now. We were just saying before, they're going up in value. They'll go up even higher once the people get picked. Because like I just said, let's say Harris goes to Pittsburgh and ETN goes to New York Jets. I want both of those guys, right? Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but we don't know. So why trade them away? Even if you're contending, those rookies, those are rookie running backs. You're looking at, even if you get Jamar Chase, like you were just saying, man, Jamar Chase is a stud. He's going to play right out of the gate. You're looking at two very, very likely uh, replacements for players on your team now that are not great, one of which is going to replace McCaffrey because you're losing him. But at the same time, I mean, this is the thing we talk about all the time. I mentioned this on Trade Addicts Pod when I was on theirs. But, like, to me, CMC is the boat, and 101 is the box. It could be a boat. Like, I don't know. Let's look in that box. It could be a boat, right? Usually I say pick the player. But you're adding 102. I that's two C that's two boats. I'll take two boats, please. Right. Like these aren't 103 and 107. These aren't 106 and 112. I mean, these are top, these are the top two guys. And the other thing is if you wait until draft day, what's ironic about this, you could trade, let's say you trade this and you trade away CMC for these two picks. You could probably trade 101 for Barkley plus at the draft. Right. You could then have 102 plus Barkley plus something else for CMC, which is a ridiculous thing to even discuss. Like, yes, take the picks every time. If this was a month from now and we know more of what's going on, this trade may not happen. So the only way to get this trade is to do it now if you have CMC. So, I mean, again, to answer Jacob Street, 6144-2869, I do think if you have CMC, trade this, get this two guys, two players, two studs for your one guy, even as a contender, no brainer to me. I'm shocked that it's 50-50. That's why I can't believe that there are more people out there would rather have CMC, the depreciating running back asset in April, Everybody in Dynasty says trade running backs away. They're worthless. They're always depreciating. Give me the fresh fresh feet, right? I mean, give me the, the new guys entering the league. So, yeah, I'm surprised that CMC is technically edging it out, but it's 50-50, and I – wow. Okay, good to know. All right. So 
he says he's a contender in this. So I, I understand if you're a contender, get CMC, win the championship this year. Can't you do that with 101 and 102, though? But here's the but. Oh, okay. Jacob ST and a bunch of numbers I refuse to say again. I'm not saying your phone number. I'm the, yeah, I'm not your birthday, social security number, whatever that is. I'm not doing it. Here's the thing. So my top two, different than Ben's top two, but this is my top two, would be Chase and Pitts. Hmm. And we talk about tight ends all the time. Those top three are worth their weight and trade gold. You can't, you can't get Travis Kelsey off of somebody unless you trade half your damn team. You can't get Darren Waller off of somebody unless you trade like probably a third of your team. Kyle Pitts is already coming in as the fourth tight end in startup ADP. Like he's already there. So that, that guy, his value is insulated. His value is not, even if he comes out this year and has 500 yards and two touchdowns next year, people are going to be like, he knows the league. Now he's been in for a year. Now he's going to eat. So that, that is not going down in value. So I will take those two picks and I will do what Andrew said. I, at the draft, I will be like everybody. Look at these shiny boxes I have. There could be anything in it, even a boat. You can have the boat. I just want Saquon Plus. I just want Tyreek Plus. Whatever you need. I don't know what you're, you know, you say you're a contender, so you're probably in a good spot. But, you know, I need... You know, let's even move it down a little bit. I need Allen Robinson, who for some reason everybody hates, but I need Allen Robinson and a first next year or a first and a second next year. I'll take Allen Robinson and your fifth pick. Right. Is that, I was just going to say that. Yep. Boom. Yep. And I'm going to go get my pits now. <laughs> and, and, and we do this. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. How did this guy, he had the 101 and 102. And he got like Allen Robinson and he got, you know, collusion. Collusion. And, and maybe he got like, maybe he got like CH and he got like three picks in the second half of the first round. How did he do that out of just the 101 and one? I don't understand how this happened. And people are going to throw their hands in the air. And now you say you're a contender, but now you're a contender with a CH or an Allen Robinson and extra first round picks and maybe an extra first round pick next year. Like, and that's how you really do it because I do think CMC will bounce back this year and he will be the CMC of old. But unless you're just focused on winning a championship this year and you're not focused on what your team is going to be in 2022 and like Ben said in 2023 when the draft is supposed to be great again, like, oh, okay. But that even, even on my good teams, I'm kind of looking like, all right, like, what am I doing to keep this, to keep, you know, we call it dynasty to keep the dynasty going, you know, and, and that's the thing to get that 101, get that 102, wait until draft day. Cause guess what? We've said it a lot today. We don't know a Javante Williams. We don't know what his landing spot's going to be. We don't know, you know, where Najee Harris and Travis Etienne are going to end up, you know, Travis Etienne is going to look really good. If he ends up with the Jets, he's not going to look good if he ends up in Dallas. Like, 
But as much as we say, you know, people are like, well, he's not going to end up in Dallas. Okay. Like we saw last year, nobody said CeeDee Lamb was going to be there. We see, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, the year before that, he's not going to go number six to the Giants. Yes, he did. Like, like we see it every year. So until the draft actually happens, we don't know where any of these guys are going to be. Pretty much Trevor Lawrence is the only guy we are 100% sure we know what where he's going to play next year. Every other player that we're talking about, we don't have a clue. We have ideas. We have mocks. We have educated people giving us educated guesses, but we don't know until it happens. So get the 101, get the 102, then kick your feet up for a couple of weeks and just be like, I'm going to let this draft happen. And then I'm going to be shopping these picks. And even if no one, no one takes your trade offers, right? Let's just say that happens. No, no one takes your trade offers. You know, you can't move them for anything. Everyone's going to say, nope, now I'm sticking you with these picks. Andrew said what last was me. year. Yeah. yeah. Andrew said last year, 101 and 102 was probably like JT and Swift, or it was JT and CEH if you were doing this after the draft. Like, all right, like we we slam on CEH, like he had this like terrible season. Dude had <laughs> 1,100 scrimmage yards. Like he was all right. JT obviously at the end of the year turned it on and he looked like the animal we all knew he was going to be. Like if the if people stuck you with those two picks, you were doing all right. You were fine. Your team probably did okay. So yeah, take the picks because you can either turn that into even more, or worst case scenario, you're taking the two best players in the draft. And that's fine too. So on that note, we're gonna wrap this up. I want to thank first of all, I want to thank Andrew for guest hosting on very short notice. I put a shout out. Andrew's like, hey, man, if you want me, I'll be here. And I was like, dude, do I want you? Let's go. Let's, let's do this thing. <laughs> and thank you, Ben, for, for coming on, man. Your your depth of knowledge is amazing. I love it. I love that you agree with me on the 2023 class. I can't wait. <laughs> um, we, we're going to be there. A lot of people much smarter than me have been saying it for a while, and I finally started picking up on it, and I'm happy about that. So, um, hey, man, you know, in the 2021 draft, if you, you know, 2023 first, who needs them? You don't need them. You just trade them right over to me. I'll I'll be fine. I'll uh, I'll hang on. But, Ben, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, what you're up to. Yeah, man. First off, I just want to say I appreciate you so much, Andrew, man. I appreciate you jumping on as well, especially last minute. That's always tough. And, Man, it felt like y'all been doing the show together for a while. So it was a good flow. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I was a little nervous. I'm like, I don't, you know, I haven't talked to Josh yet. And I didn't even know Andrew was jumping on. To, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's in the, he's in the little uh, chat like an hour before. So here we go. But like, uh, I felt crazy comfortable here. I appreciate that. You know, you guys reached out to me in January to set yep. this up. So that that in itself just shows me like the commitment behind the show. And, and with so many shows out there to to kind of weed through and, and you know, decide, hey, you're going to jump on this one or not. Like, that was an easy decision for me. I'm like, these guys care. So I'm I'm all in on that. And uh, so I appreciate that big time. I, I, I would be happy to jump on anytime you need me. So feel free to reach out. You know, you need a someone get sick, whatever. I don't mind. I'll jump on with Andrew, whatever. I, I got nice. you guys. I appreciate it. Big time. I had a blast tonight. And man, yeah, you guys can find me at the Ben EB. Just switch it up uh, 
couple months ago, kind of changing the whole brand altogether. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Ray and, and Jordan over at Destination Devi. I'm really, really thankful to uh, what Ray's doing there with the Destination Devi uh, team and and just building something special. I, I run the Elite Seekers Elite Seeker show there, and man, it's it's a blast. I get to check out all these incoming high schoolers and. Let me tell you, like if you're in the Debbie world and you're checking out college players, that's one thing. But when you're having to go in and find high school tape and, and understand like all the things I'm looking for, like I want to know how you interact with your teammates, how you might catch a pass and you're a running back in a high school wing T program that never passes the ball. That's a challenge. And, you know, I'm thankful to be somewhere where I get to dig and try to put that knowledge out there for people. And I, I don't know everything. I just try to you know, see what I see. And if a guy can ball, a guy can ball. And I'm going to tell you guys what I see. So uh, I appreciate that big time. But any show like this, that's just doing it, having good conversations, interacting with the people, I can appreciate that. So the fantasy timeline, I'm a fan and, and I'm with it and I'll, I'm happy to jump on anytime. So thank you so much. If y'all are into the NBA Top Shot world, we just started me, Jordan Richards, Brandon Gonzalez, Cottrell just started a new um, show called NFT Block Gang. You can follow it at NFT Block Gang on Twitter. Same on uh, over on YouTube. And we do live shows there. We talk about NBA Top Shot. We're going to talk about different NFTs. We know NFL is coming. So that football translation will be there very soon. Uh, but it's a weird, crazy new world. So we're on it. Um, but y'all are rocking. Shout out to Alex Turner. I just saw the comments out there. Alex, man, this this dude actually played football for Stanford, played with Zach Ertz back in the day. I met this dude on 2K, so that's crazy seeing him in the comments. Um, yeah, but I've, I've been rocking with Alex for a, about a year now. So, man, just appreciate you guys. So thank you, Josh. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, anything I can ever do for the show, I'm here for y'all. Uh, appreciate that, Ben. Uh, I did reach out to you all the way in January. Just this month, April, I said it earlier, I'm a draft geek it's really like kind of the first part of football that i got into i mean i've watched every draft since gosh i was 13 probably and um you know i still remember vividly the peyton manning versus ryan leaf debate and people hear that now and are like that never happened like ryan leaf sucked and peyton <laughs> oh, it manning happened. <laughs> is a Hall of Famer, but there were people saying that the Colts should have taken Ryan Leaf at number one. Uh, amazing, but it true. So I've been in it that long. Um, love it. So April is a big month for me. I want to get, I want to get draft guys. I want to get guys that have been looking at these guys, guys that watch tape, guys that do the analytics, and and bring them on, and try to just educate the people that listen and say, hey, like, you know. There might be people who are listening today that never heard the name Jalen Darden before we talked about him today. And Ben loves him. I love him, you know, and that that's what I want to do. I, I want, you know, I want somebody to go into their third round of their rookie draft and they go, oh, three, 305, uh, you know what? Remember Jalen Darden. I remember Ben, who's smart, was like, get him. And Josh agreed with it. So at least Josh knows how to agree with smart people. Let's get <laughs> Jalen Darden and let's put him on and watch him blow up. So I appreciate you, Ben. Uh, I, I, I came on to you last year. I found out about you last year. And after like 
following you on Twitter and like listening to what you had to say, I'm like, this dude knows what he's talking about. Like, I honestly, I get my rookie information from very few sources because there are a lot of people that just say a lot of things and there's no backup to it. There's no, you, you were in that club, um, you know, the people, actually people that we're bringing on in April are in that club pretty much. Ray is in that club. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ray is kind of like maybe the the OG, so to speak, of yeah. like really putting that Devi info out there and getting on guys that like you weren't talking about. You know, Ray is one of the first guys I heard talking about Tamori and Terry. You know, yeah. like and yeah. he he doesn't just give you the Najee Harris. Yes, he loves Najee and he will he will promote <laughs> Najee hard. Yeah. But it's not just the top guys that you've already heard of. You're getting your Tamorian Terry's. You're getting those guys. And I bookmark those tweets. I'm not going to lie. I bookmark them. And then when drafts come around, it's like, oh, fourth round. Uh, yeah. Nobody's even talked about Tamorian Terry. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take him. Yeah. And That's <laughs> it. Like, you're way ahead of the game. Like, And that's what made me join Ray. Like, I just got into the podcast game last year. I got asked to be a guest on a couple of shows. I've been doing Dynasty and Debbie for a long time. So just had a lot of conversations with people and then got into the podcast game just by doing a couple of guest shows and then being part of helping reboot Dynasty Playbook. Shout out to Drew Dotson, who uh, kind of brought back that back from like 2014, 2015. And we jumped on there for a while and then uh, had the opportunity with Ray, man. And after we chatted one on one, I'm like, what Ray's, I don't think people know, like, and, and I'm so excited for what they're doing now, but what Ray does behind the scenes is special, man. Like, this dude is crazy busy with his regular job, and, and a lot of people think that fantasy football is his regular job. Nah, that's just a small piece of the pie, and Ray's got his family, and Ray's doing his thing with his family, like, but Ray works, man. Ray grinds, like, and a lot of people say that, but, like, I've gotten a glimpse behind the scenes, and that's what's special to me. And why I was like, I'm committing to what's going on here. And I would love to start a new show. And that's why I jumped on. So anybody that's out there, check out Destination Devi, not just for football, but they got a new show called The Black Box Show. And there's a whole lot of crap going on in the world and a lot of tough conversations. And Jordan and Ray are talking about that on The Black Box Show. Kudos to those guys, because that's what it's about for me. I wouldn't have joined it if it was just about football. But when me and Ray talked, it was more than football. And Jordan, Richards, and me have had so many life conversations over the last year. It's crazy. We literally are texting like 40 times a day, probably mm-hmm. talking on FaceTime at least once a day at this point, talking about life, top shot, football. doesn't really matter. All of it. But those guys get it. The people that they work with get it. So that's what it's about. So connecting with you guys here, it means a lot because I sense that. I feel that. And that's what makes me go, hey, I'd love to come back on sometime. Or talk about life off the scenes. And that's what it's all about. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody, you know, that listens in, tunes in, because that's what this this football thing can be. It could be something that connects us on so many other levels. I, sure. I agree with all of that. And uh another another nice benefit is that you are uh you're good friends with uh my dad network brother Dustin Church. So yeah, that, man. That from, is- from little babies, man. We literally grew up across the street, born in the same oh, wow. hospital. Wow. So, yep. So we had two, fights in the basketball court, you know, in our own little, <laughs> we got all of it, man. It's crazy. Two, two That's guys, two guys that I, I, I really respect in this game. And it's so funny that they literally could, could throw rocks at each other from their bedroom windows. So <laughs> literally, um, 
So, so that's a cool thing. But yeah, yeah Ben, uh, pre- you are welcome on any time. You can hit me up and be like, yo, I want to come on this week. I'll throw you the StreamYard link. I don't care who else I got on. You could jump on and we can we can do this because uh, you've been amazing. Um, by the way, uh, NFT blocking at NFT blocking. I'm going to put that in the, uh, the show description. Thank you. So Thank if you're you. into that top shot game, uh, I, I'm not in it, but I know so many people that are that I end up talking about it like I am in that game. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's a whole new world. So. Yeah, get into that. Get into that. I'm gonna put that in the description as well. So if people go, man, I like what he does with the Devi thing, with the football thing, with the dynasty thing. What he's doing NFT too? All right, <laughs> let me jump over and see what that's all about. Uh, I think that's gonna be real cool. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, man. Short notice, you came on. You were like, dude, I, if you want me, I said, do I want you? Andrew was a guest Let's in go. February. Um, killed it. So I was like, yes, like why why wouldn't I? I would be I would be stupid to not want this. Andrew, you filled in. Uh you were the man. Um Bill better watch his back. Yeah, Bill, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Andrew's coming for the spot. No, um, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't grumpy enough. I don't think I was nearly grumpy enough. I no, gave a lot of good insights like Bill, but I wasn't grumpy. You know what I mean? You weren't grumpy, but you know, sometimes we need <laughs> we need to switch up. But Andrew Tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, and what you're up to. Yeah, so obviously you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hall FF. I interact with a lot of people on there and have a lot of fun, uh, you know, spending my time in between work things, you know, getting the day going. Uh, I like interacting and, and distracting from the stress of life. There's a lot of stressing out right now and a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm in the process of moving, so it's like it's been a crazy couple of weeks. But anything I can do to talk fantasy and kind of distract my mind, it always helps. But I am writing now for Fantasy Pros. I just had my second article came out, I think, this past Tuesday, I want to say, yesterday, the day before. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I've got a couple I'm coming out with in May. I've got some mock drafts I'm doing for them in May and stuff, so that should be fun. And then, obviously, this uh, this coming season, during the season, I'll be writing for PFN, Pro Football Network again. So look forward to doing all that. And, and just obviously, just hit me up on Twitter. I always I tell people all the time, I love a good DM. You know, Send me a trade offer, give me in some polls, tag me in whatever. You know, I'm, I'm here to add whatever insights I can. If there's a different angle you haven't thought of, um, I'm also very willing to learn and obviously listen to the rest of the community. Nobody is a pro at this, right? Fantasy Pros, to me, is a, it's a site that kind of is a little bit of a misnomer, right? We're all in this to analyze. <laughs> We're not experts. So I always like listening to good, smart people like Ben, right? I've, I've seen you around Twitter, and I, I've, I've heard a little bit, but I got a lot to know you tonight. And I, I tell you what, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be hitting you up for some Top Shot stuff, too, so don't you worry. Um, new, new pack dropping tomorrow, by the way, and when this is coming out. But, yeah, we're live anyway. But yeah, so it's it's been a pleasure, and it was just it was good to have a good conversation here. And Josh, anytime you, you need a backup, or even hey, if Bill's still listening, anytime you need a backup, if Josh is out. I don't mind being your third option, so that's fine with me. Right, <laughs> but appreciate you having me here. Appreciate that. And um, I'm not sure if this was your second article for Fantasy Pros, but sometimes when stuff comes on my timeline, articles and stuff like that, I read I read a lot as well as listen to a lot. So if I read an article that I'm just like, damn, like this person needs a shout out, this pe- this person, I want to even promote more. And trust me, fantasy pros, they don't need my help promoting anything. They they do a pretty good job of that on their own. But it's funny that you came on the show because not only did you ask a question before you knew you'd be a host, but this was my shout out. And this was the article you did on how to prepare for your 2021 rookie draft. Let's go. Um, I'm going to put a link to the article in the show description. 
because nice. I read it and I was like, I'm like, like other people need to know about this because yes, fantasy pros, everybody knows fantasy pros. They don't need my help. But sometimes that stuff comes on your timeline. You just miss it. You, you know, listen, sure. we, fo we follow a lot of people. A lot of people get retweeted. A lot of people get liked and that shows up and the other stuff doesn't. So uh, this was a killer article. I'm going to put a link to it in the description so people can read it. I learned a lot from it, and I think anyone else who reads it will as well. Plus, hey, let's face it, man. Let's get some clicks on that article, man. Let's help sure. Andrew out, all right? <laughs> Come say hi. Yeah. Keep up the great work, man. That's a, that's a tough job right there. That's a tough job. So Listen, writers, I give writers all the credit no. in the world because I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I wrote for a little bit for it's a tough. local site in Philly. And I hated it. I'm just not a writer. And yeah. the people who are writers and love it and just kill it every time, I have a lot of respect for those people. Big time, I, big time. Listen, we're almost at an hour 45 here. I could talk for three hours. Talking doesn't bother me. <laughs> me too. Writing, <laughs> writing like 5,000 words is like a two-week event for me. I'm like, oh, all right, 5,000 words. I don't know how I'm going to do And other people are like, 5,000 words? That's it? Oh, yeah, I, I feel like I have to cut mine down more than I have to add. It's yeah, it's it's right. a problem. I'm more of a writer. I don't mind talking, but I'm more of a writer. I like being able to organize my thoughts and go back and edit and do all that kind of stuff. Add some research here and there, you know. So yeah, yeah so, but I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. There are definitely different types, and this industry needs them all for sure. And I res I respect those people because there's a lot of talented guys out there that write really well and put out quality stuff and do the research and like you said, do the editing, make it look good. I, I yes. just I don't have that talent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick too. Shout out to uh, Lindsay Kennedy there. I see the comment there on the YouTube, and uh, hey, she just followed me on Twitter. Hey, she's out here in uh, Alberta. I'm in BC, so shout out go. to any of the ladies in the fantasy football industry, especially the Canadians. Like, let's go. I'm up so, here. <laughs> so Lindsay, we actually got hooked up with Lindsay during the uh, Scott Fishbowl Eliminators. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, she was in our eliminator, and other people have said this, so I feel confident in saying it. People who were in other eliminators was like, your eliminator chat was just popping all the time. It was just like, oh, people were talking, people. And what we did was we actually auctioned off our picks for charity. We told people. Love it. We said, listen, if you guys can get to $50 total, not $50 a piece, not total. We will auction off our, our pick as soon as you guys hit 50, whatever our next pick is. We'll auction it. We'll randomly pick somebody who, who donated. They make our pick. Let's go. They could pick anybody. <laughs> I don't think they understood us. Yeah. They were dropping $50 Each. a piece. Dang. We raised over $500 for various charities because we wow. told people, Let's we're not going to tell you who to donate to. We want you to donate to whatever is on your heart. So yeah. everybody was just like, so we actually ended up auctioning off like three or four of our picks. Lindsay actually won one of the drawings and she picked <laughs> uh, Devin Funches for us. <laughs> nice. uh, which was hilarious. Uh, I so like it. Someone else took AB, which was funny in June because like AB didn't have no job. So Needless to say, we were out in the first week because a lot of our picks were, were uh, you know, but it didn't matter to us Worth because, it. because yeah. we, we raised that money for various charities. 
we were ha- and we shouted everybody out on Twitter because we were like, like this Yo, needs to be seen. That this gives me ideas, man. I was this is my first Scott Fishbowl ever last year, and uh, it was a wild one, man. Like I somehow I don't even know I made the finals. I'm like I don't even wow. know what happened. Like here we go, but like the people that you got to connect with and just yep. figure out the charity piece. I ended up joining like I don't even know like six charities. Like shout out to BFTG bftg charities they're doing it uh, as well for kids i joined a bunch of theirs got a like a dj Moore and jerry judy jersey this year because i joined ended up getting lucky there but this hat too right here uh you know if you guys see the fantasy football fit club getting shouted out like cool thing people are just trying to be active but it actually all like half i think some of the proceeds not i don't know the exact amount i think it's half uh but goes the right to play usa so just again goes back to the powerful piece yeah. to networking and connecting and giving back to so many great, you know, great charities out there. So it's good stuff so, for the community. Love so, it. So, and Lindsay, Lindsay is now in our listener league. So we have, we have two Canadians in our listener league. So we have Lindsay, we have, uh, we have Steve D in there, uh, both from, from our, uh, our neighbors to the North represent. Uh, and, Lindsay, I think Lindsay is is low key hustling us a little bit. I think she's gonna end up winning <laughs> winning this thing. It's a it's her first time playing Dynasty, and Let's she go. she was a little unsure, but I think it's a low key hustle. I think uh, she's I think hustling. Yeah, I yeah. think we're all gonna uh, we're gonna be congratulating Lindsay on a uh, go on get a it, Lindsay, go so, get it. That's so we'll up. have to we'll have to mail something to Canada and and, yeah, and show her the love, the duties, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to I used to run uh, international shipping for. Yeah, a you already know. Yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little scared, but uh, yeah, but no, uh, but uh, thank you guys again. Thank you everybody in the chat, Lindsay, Alex. You guys were in. People were in and out. I was watching the uh, the totals go up and down throughout. Um, appreciate you. Um, if you're listening to this in podcast. It's an hour and 48 minutes. I get it. It's a lot of time, but we're thankful that you stuck with us the whole time. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. It helps us get our names out there. It helps us reach more people. And that's all we're trying to do because we have killer guests like Andrew. We have killer guests like Ben. And we just want to share that with as many people as possible. So on that note, we don't have Bill here to do it. So. I guess I'll just do it myself. We're out of here. Late.